Good day, and welcome to the Talk It Out podcast. My name is Neil Bailey Harper, and I'm here today with Man of a Certain Age. I just celebrated another born day, and there are many things to talk about, like trains, New York, new family, and some new feelings. The music I'm listening to today begins with hey, Ella and Louie. The song is Can't Take That Away From Me. Just the best collaboration I've ever heard in music. Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong. I hope today finds you well. If not well, you're getting better. Believe it. Preach it. Speak it into existence. You're getting better. Um, best thing I saw, though, before I start. The best thing I saw in the last week, outside of my birthday and all that, which took place, which I'll talk about. The best thing I saw on TV was... Um, Bring Them Back, a documentary featuring Maurice Hines, um, the, one of the greatest tap dancers I've ever seen. And you know what? I can actually say I really saw him back in high school. And if anybody was out there in high school with me that remembers this, I went with a group of people to see the play UB. In the play, it featured Maurice and Gregory Hines. The first time I'd seen them live, tap dancing, it was memorable. They were phenomenal. I went for the music of UB Blake and got so much more. So he has a documentary, which is about two hours. I believe it's on Stars or Showtime, but it's called Bring Them Back. And it's about him and his relationship with his brother, Gregory Hines, and the fabulous work they did. Um, okay. I said, I'm going to talk about trains, New York. New family, new feelings. Um, let's go with trains first. I have this thing about the train. I don't know why. I don't know when it developed. Maybe in the last three or four years since I went from Studio A to Studio B. And now I'm back in Studio A. Um, and for those of you who follow the podcast, you might be familiar with what I'm talking about. For those of you who haven't, I would suggest the series of podcasts I did in 2000. 19 entitled Walking in the Moment. Either, anyhow, I'm back in Studio A, but I was on the train, fortunately, on my birthday, which is the 6th of February, two years ago, and got stuck for six hours because of a bomb threat at a Baltimore station on the way from Washington to Philadelphia. This was February 6, 2020. March the 8th, 2020 was when the pandemic shut all business down for me. Now, while that was a sad event in itself, me being on the train in February could have made things a whole lot worse. But it didn't, praise God. So, I just like riding the train. There's no, you get on it, there's a nice seat, it's always leg room, you're comfortable, they move too damn slow, and for the most, supposedly the best place in the world to live, we don't have high-speed rail. Yeah, when we called it high-speed rail in 1969 or something, the Metro Liner, it was high-speed then. Now it's not. But the best thing about this infrastructure bill, which just passed, is that they gave a shitload of money to Amtrak. Down. We do have one. We have the okay. We have the Acela line, the Amtrak Acela line, which goes from about 150 to 240 miles per hour, but it's nothing like you see in Europe, to me. But with all the money that's going to be put into the rail system, for mechanics, for engineers, for train conductors, 
for just hiring so many people and doing so much work. There's a lot of work to be done. Because part of the reason I take the train is the view you get while riding the train. The view is less than spectacular nowadays when you see all the, uh, I don't know, all the work that needs to be done on tr- on tunnels and tracks. It's just a lot to be done. But maybe we're on the right track to doing it. Um, Amtrak has had nothing done as far as an upgrade since 1971. So maybe this is good for us all. And I'm looking forward to it. And outside of that, riding a train is cool. Um, you get to talk to some people. I had the woman I'm related to by marriage with me. So we had good conversation. You can go to sleep and know somebody's right there next to you and not going to take your stuff. Get a beverage or two. They're not totally overpriced. It just took three hours from Washington to Philadelphia. And, you know, come on. It doesn't need to take three hours to go from Washington to Philadelphia. Um, I'm sorry, from Washington to New York. Philadelphia is two hours, but from Washington to New York, it shouldn't take three hours. But it's, I like the trains, and I like the fact that we're putting our money into Amtrak. That's going to, that means to me that we're going to start making stuff again. We'll start building stuff. There's a lot of construction needs to be done before someone gets hurt, before something bad happens. So I'm glad we're doing that. Um, New York. This is uh, Mel Torme. The song is Lullaby Birdland. He was a great singer, really, really good drummer, and a pretty damn good songwriter. Here's the thing um, about New York. We take the train to Moynihan Hall at Moynihan City, Moynihan something at Penn Charter, Moynihan Hall at Penn Charter. Let you off right across the street from Madison Square Garden. I stayed, or we stayed in the uh, Times Square area because I went to meet family. And, um, all, you know, when you grow up in Philly, we drove to New York on occasion in high school just to drive through. So it's when I'm no stranger to it, but it's just the attitudes a lot of times of New Yorkers, which tickles me. It can be nice. They can be arrogant. They can be New York. Who gives a shit? But one thing that kind of got me was as soon as we get off the train, it was a rainy, messy day. And we're looking for a cab to our hotel, which according to our GPS, which everybody has now, is 11, 12 minutes away. Um, Not a good walk in a pouring cold rain, 25 degree rain. So we're looking for a cab and we we flag down a cab. And in New York, it is still a cab. Yeah, you could do Uber, but not in Times Square. Not, Not me. It was too hard to connect all those dots. So you just flag down a cab. Cab driver pulls over and we tell him where we're going and he pauses for about a minute and then he says uh, $30. Now, I'm from the city. I know how these things work. He never touched the meter. He just said $30. And I was like, wow, that's a lot to get to where we're going. And he responded, or you could just walk. I said, oh, okay. No, it's cold, rainy, we'll take the cab. So we took the cab. We're in the cab and had a little bit of conversation where I mentioned something to him and he said, well, you know, that'd be cool. And along with that $10 tip you're gonna give me. Ah, now we have light. So we got to our place 
I had him unload my bag in the back, drop it on the sidewalk, and I gave him $32 instead of $30. Hey, I am a generous tipper, but I'm in New York. He charges $30 to go technically five, seven minutes. And he never clicked the, never turned on the meter. So he got his tip somewhere or everywhere in that $30. But again, it's just the attitude of the, of the people. Now, everybody wasn't like that. A lot of people were really nice. A lot of people were really cool. I just like the energy. Whether it's quasi-confrontational uh, or not, the energy was good. And that wasn't the only place where I went into where someone decided what we owed without bringing anything up. You know, there's bodegas in there. You go in there, you get a bag of chips. You get a, a, a ginger ale and you get something else. And a guy looks at your purchases and he says, um, uh, $7 or $11. You know what you say? Okay. And you keep it moving. It's a beautiful city. A Saturday was a little bit clearer. And we did some walking around and you see the theaters opening up again. There were matinee shows which was cool, all, all of the energy on the street. Now, the other thing that was, hey, we've all heard about rodent problems. Now, I didn't have any problem with the issue with my hotel, but when you see trash stacked up on the sidewalk and you don't know when the trash man's coming, I done moved down to Virginia now, and I think I done cleaned up a little bit. Nah, it's still the same. But it was a good time. Uh, it's a great city. Um, again, we stayed right across the street from Birdland. Wanted to go there. Wanted to save some energy for my actual birthday, though, on Sunday. And I had a really good time Saturday, so I didn't. But I'll be back. And we'll be back in the city several times because it is a great city with a lot of great people. Um, and the train ride, trust me, was much better taking a train ride than to have to drive. I think driving is bad down here in D.C., and it is to a degree, but it was horrible in Times Square. <laughs> it was horrible up there. Mel uh, Tomei, Lullaby, Birdland. But here's the other thing. Um, I stayed in Times Square for a reason. I have recently, I have a podcast maybe of, uh, three months ago, which is called uh, Finding My Father's Family. And I have visions of this moment where, as in Finding Forrester movie, where he opened up these double doors and he walked into his room and he saw all these people in his family, um, his whole generations and generations and all of that. And it was a beautiful story and everything like that. Well, I didn't get anything quite like that. Um, but I have been corresponding with a cousin on... 23 and Me, and if you guys follow me at the podcast or listen to the podcast, you're familiar with what I'm saying. I've been corresponding with the cousin, and we had some good conversations, and we decided to finally meet. So part of what, when, when the woman I related to by marriage asked me what I wanted to do for my birthday, I said, I wanted to get on a train, I wanted to go to New York, hear some music, and meet my cousin. Well... I did all of that. And on Saturday, I met my cousin. And the cool thing about it was that 
the feelings you get, the feelings I got, let me speak for myself, the feelings I got when uh, in anticipation of meeting the person I had been talking to on the phone, I had corresponded with back and forth, but just actually meeting them. When I walked into her door, outside of a great smile, I heard Nancy Wilson. I have loved Nancy Wilson since I was a child. I've never met her. I've seen her on album covers and through TV screens, and I would have married her at the age of nine if I could. So she had Nancy Wilson music playing, which to me, as a karma seeker, was just good karma. This is Nancy Wilson, the nearness of you. Um, There's something about, she's not, no, I'm not going to say what she's not. I'll say what she is. Something about her phrasing, her styling, her tonality, which puts me at ease and energizes me at the same time. So this is Nancy Wilson, the nearness of you. I walked, I stayed in the hotel purposefully within walking distance of my cousin's home. Um, all I can say is it was a wonderful experience. Again, if you guys know me, I'm going to tell you about my journey. I'm not going to tell you about too much of my business. But it was a wonderful experience meeting someone that how that I'm connected to through DNA and to see some of those connections come to fruition in each other's when you're face to face. Um, she's a musician. I'm a musician. We got to sit down and play a little together. We got to sing a little together. You know, here's the first thing too. I grew up with nine sisters, mother and grandmother, two brothers, one older, one younger. And I remember walking into her house and when we sat down and after saying hello a couple of times, she brought out a bottle of wine. And this is how, I don't know why, but this is how I felt. I was in the right place with the right person. And this is how I felt this was family for me. She sat down, she gave me the wine. She said, Neil, why don't you do the honors of opening the wine? I don't know why. It made me feel good. It made... I mean, there was no tension in the air at all, but it just... It just added to a wonderful time with a wonderful new member of my family. Um, when I returned home, I talked to my son, my eldest son. And, and you know how we as parents would like to put things into our children that we want them to uh, carry or keep or act on or whatever. And you can put it in them, but you can't turn the switch for them. Okay, uh, If it's in their spirit, it's in their spirit. And if they wish to deal with it, they will. Well, my oldest now is very interested in the paternal side of his family. Um, As far as paternal relatives go, male paternal relatives, it pretty much stops with me. Me not knowing my father means he does not know his grandfather. 
Um, but now when I do the ancestry and the 23andMe, he likes to get involved. Because for me, part of my reason once I had kids, I remember saying this to myself, was that I would love to know or I need to know about my father's family and about my father. Because my father died a young man at 46. And I wanted to know if there was something within him that was going to be within me at that same age, at that same time. Prayerfully, that wasn't the case. But I would still like to know, like to see an image of my father, like to know about my father and his people. And in the last couple of days, I have met, uh, well, I haven't met, let me take that back. In the last couple of days, I have had a request accepted on 23andMe from another relative, a third cousin, um, who has the same last name. The first time I've seen the name Bailey on my 23andMe. My name is hyphenated, yes, Bailey Harper. A quick little story. When I was younger, I found my birth certificate on the way through high school, and my name was Neil B. Harper. Bailey was used as my middle name. Well, on Pennsylvania birth certificates, you turn them over, and on the back of the birth certificate, it had any corrections need be made, and the correction was last name is Bailey, not my middle name. That was my last name. Harper wasn't my last name. We all grew up with, with things in our families, okay? At certain times, some of us wish to pursue more knowledge about those things. Some of us don't. I am one who wished to know. I am still one who wishes to know. And I understand that people may have knowledge and choose not to tell me or may not have knowledge and choose not to tell me. Either one of those will not keep me from asking the questions. So once I just found my name was Bailey Harper, Bailey, Neil Bailey, with no middle name and Harper was just an add-on, I decided to hyphenate it because I do love the Harper family. So I hyphenated it. That's why my name is Neil Bailey Harper. You know, a lot of times people say, oh, you took your wife's name. No, no, I didn't. That's my name. This is Nina Simone. The song is... My baby just cares for me. So it was nice to be able to have that interaction, have that moment in New York, um, ride the trains to New York, um, have conversations with the woman unrelated to my marriage go with me in New York. The food was good. A couple of very nice restaurants we went to. Um, the conversation was good. And my cousin can cook. Yeah, she can. And did I say we played music? Yeah. And the other thing about us playing music was before I left, she decided to sit down and play something else. I Well, first, I played one of my newer songs. Um, it's called Time. And after I played it, she was standing up listening to it. Then she sat down and played a version of the song of mine that I had just played for her. So she was playing it and I was singing it. And it's just so much fun as a musician when you go into these uh, romantic sword fights. 
with other musicians where things come out and it's just a beautiful, you have to, you don't have to be a musician to know it. It works that way in art and dance. If you look at the Heinz brothers, it works that way in a lot of different things we do artistically. But it's a beautiful time. It's a really good moment to know that, hey, this, you just can exchange ideas. You can exchange thoughts and feelings all through your art. Um, it was good. It was good. And, and what's really good, and I will say this for you guys who have partners or wives or lovers or whatever, when someone says they love you, and for me, when someone tells me they love me or when I say I love someone, I always concentrate on knowing what love means to them. Okay, if I say I love you, what does that mean to you? Not what it means to me, because I'm loving you. And it's the same thing. If you say you love me, then what does that, what does that mean to me? Um, I, I was asked what I wanted to do. Just like in July, when the woman I'm related to by marriage, his birthday comes, we asked what she wanted to do. And to the T, she gave me what she wanted to do. Three days. So to the T, I could freely tell her what I wanted to do. And in both instances, we did a little soul searching. We did a little, uh, I don't know. We did a little releasing of energy. And we did something new. The feelings weren't new for me, but they were new at this time. We allow each other to evolve into things that we should. And that's a good feeling. Um, with that also, I'm turned a year old, turning a year older, numerically. I have this phrase I like to say where the closer we get to God is the closer we get to God. Meaning the older you get, maybe the less time you have on earth. But you know what? None of that matters. What matters is the time you have and how you live through that time. Really live through that time. And, and what, even if I'm thinking about things I'm doing, there are things I'm doing. And I enjoyed it. And I hope you can have that release of energy every day. I hope I can have that release of energy every day. But it all starts with me. And enjoying who I am. Listen, I am a man of a certain age. And I am loving every minute of it. I hope you can do that for yourself too. Talk to somebody about this. Take a trip. Let them talk to you. This is the Talk It Out podcast on a Thursday. Nina Simone, my baby just cares for me. Have a blessed and wonderful week, everybody. Talk to you soon.